guys, and welcome to Practical Magic Musings, the first episode. I am ecstatic to be here with you. I'm your host, Cassandra Bodzak. And for those of you who are returning from my previous podcast, the Lightmaker podcast, um, I want to thank you for hanging on. I know so many of you over the past years, year or two, <laughs> have been begging me to revamp the podcast, to come back. And I really honestly, just to take a, a moment or two to share with you the behind the scenes about that. You know, I was at a point in my career when I decided to pause the Lightmaker podcast that I just was so overwhelmed with the amount of stuff on my plate and I had to take a good hard look at what I was investing my energy on and really see what I felt was core and what I felt was necessary and what I could release. And as much as I loved the Lightmaker podcast, um, there was something about it that I was ready to pause it. It was um, a little challenging for me, always um, having to coordinate with guests and editing. And it became something that I just needed to, you know, come take a step away from. And I'm super excited to be back with this Practical Magic Musings, which is a podcast and also a YouTube show. So for those of you listening, if you want to see my face um, or you want to see any of the episodes in person, um, you can watch them on my YouTube channel at Cassandra Bodzak TV. And if you want to listen to them, likewise, and you're watching this on YouTube, you can also listen to everything on iTunes or wherever podcasts are listened to. <laughs> um, so I felt really inspired to come back and these first, you know, round of episodes are going to be a lot of solo casts. So um, I want to put that out there and let you know what to expect. I will, of course, be inviting some magical guests on eventually as well, but I'm really going to wait to be inspired and for it to be aligned. Um, and there's so much that I want to share with you. This podcast in so many ways is honestly me fully coming out of the magical closet. I realized um, the past few months that there were so many things that I wasn't sharing as publicly as I could be. There were so many sacred rituals and beautiful manifestation things and spiritual reflections and experiences that I've had um, over the past decade that I haven't presented to my audience that I haven't shared with and that people that know me and love me and that are in my life and my clients that have worked with me intimately really see this whole deeper side of me that I haven't completely unveiled. So this podcast um, is me pulling back the curtain and really showing you um, my magical self. Actually, recently I was in Kauai. Um, my girlfriend Sahara was getting married in Hawaii and I decided to get there a week early, spend some time in Kauai. And for those of you who don't know about Kauai, Kauai is a very magical vortex of an island. And so we'll probably be talking about vortexes and magical places uh, a good amount on this podcast. And so think about it as like an energetic power center. It's a place where you can connect to different realms, where the veil is lifted, where you can get divine downloads. There are magical places on this earth. And one of my favorite things to do is go on pilgrimages to these vortexes um, and really just be there and allow the energy to work with me and be in meditation and be in reflection and see what they have to share with me and tell me. And one of the thing the things about um, energetic vortexes is that 
they, it's almost like they, they each hold a different key. I feel like I've traveled to a bunch of them at this point and I have more on the docket um, this year, which I'm excited to share with you. But one of the things that I've always felt about them, it's almost like they turn a key on a door inside of you and kind of unleash what's inside that closet inside of you. And so every time I go very humbly, sometimes I go with a specific question of something I'm working through. Um, and sometimes I just I just show up and I say, what, you know, what is the message? What is the guidance? What do I need? You know, sometimes you go and you're asking a question about love and what you get is an answer about career or your health. Um, and I always think it's a beautiful experience of allowing the energy of that place and the magic of that place to give you the medicine that you most need at that moment. So I was in Kauai and this all ties into why I'm starting this. <laughs> okay. Um, and I was meditating on the beach every day. And first of all, my experience in Kauai, uh, it's funny because I honestly didn't even plan on telling the story when I hit record, but you know, this is definitely going to be one of those podcasts where it's just going to channel in whatever I'm supposed to share with you. And um, and the first few days, I was riddled with anxiety. It was the kind of anxiety that is like an energetic current moving through your body, reorganizing yourself on a cellular level that you don't even have a really conscious idea of where it's coming from. There wasn't any particular reason. There wasn't any, oh, I'm anxious because I'm traveling alone or I'm anxious because uh, this thing happened. There was no thing. It was this feeling of anxiety, this energetic current that was moving through me. And so I was crying. I was in deep reflection around it. And I was just asking, like, show me what you're guiding me towards, right? And a lot of times when we feel emotions, whether it's crying or, or we experience the actions related to emotions, I want to say is more of an accurate opinion of it. Like you're experiencing the sensation of anxiety, the sensation of crying, or even the sensation of anger, and you don't have a specific inciting incident or why it happened, right? It's um, calling us in, right? It's our body, um, spirit wanting to tell us something. And so after reflection and some beautiful mermaid swimming um, in the, the beautiful waters there in Kauai, and just really um, the, the message it had for me was one, um, listening to what I wanted, giving myself permission to do exactly what I wanted, exactly what felt expansive every single day um, of that vacation. And in general, just trusting that there was no way I had to show up, even in the spiritual context. There was no, I didn't have to maximize the amount of spirituality I got on this vacation, um, as well as I didn't have to make sure I went on enough hikes or scuba dived enough or whatever it was, right? I could do whatever I want, a reclamation of our power. We all have that in many ways, right? Things that come in to remind us that we just need to make the choices connected to our soul, connected to our inner guidance, what we're meant to do in that moment. And so in Kauai, that, that was one of the first messages that came in. And then the second one that came in, kind of like the peeling of the rose puzzles, right? was this message of showing your magic. And I kept on hearing it. I kept on hearing it in my meditation. You are so magical. Show them how magical you are. Why are you hiding your magic? And it was so funny because there was a part of me that was like, oh, I'm not. And of course, serendipitously, I moved to a different island to celebrate my girlfriend's uh, Sahara's wedding. And I was able to participate in a sister circle with her and lead a really beautiful ritual. Um, and, and 
and really own my magic and and Sahara and my our, the group of girlfriends that we were with are a group of people that truly do know me for the completeness of of my magical weirdness and and how far I I can go and so there was a really safe open place for me to just showcase that and give that gift to her um, of a really beautiful ritual and I did a meditation for her the morning of her wedding and just really honor the truth of who I am as as a human like that's just that's how I love and that's how I give to people I love because those are my tools, you know? And it was a beautiful reminder because Sahara, as some of you who are listening to this might know, um, you know, wanted me to record a podcast episode with her on her podcast called Highest Self that's, you know, um, all about the rituals we did in our sister circle and her wedding and all the magical things that happened and the moon. And and we just really like allowed people to listen to, you know, kind of us chit-chatting the way we chit-chat almost any given day about um, all the different things that are going on and the spiritual meanings of everything and shared kind of a little insider view of the rituals we did. And and it was little by little I started realizing I was I was coming out of this closet. I was honoring who I was. And as I launched the Practical Magic training the past month, I realized how energized I was and how in my truth I am when I'm talking about practical magic, when I'm honoring the the tools and the things that I share in that training. And so this podcast um, is to share with you those practical magic musings, is to let you know, um, you know, open your eyes to new ways to look at things, whether it's sharing some of my experiences, traveling to different vortexes all over the world, where it's sharing experiences about meditations or rituals, you know, we want to call them rituals or spells, intentional ceremonies, <laughs> sharing that with you, sharing um, information about the moons and different um, visualizations or spiritual topics that I think are really important to talk about. I want to have this conversation with you guys and I'm so grateful for you for being here, for showing up for it. Um, and so I welcome you to please, if you're, you know, watching this on YouTube, introduce yourself, say hi in the comments below, let me know where you're watching from and, and, and what your conversation is. Um, if you are listening to this on the podcast, feel free to come over, even either say hi on YouTube or on Instagram, let me know who you are, drop a review um, to say hi as well is really great. Um, because I want this to be a two-way dialogue and I want to be talking about things that matter to you. So without further ado, let's dive into this first episode. I wanted to talk about the concept of practical magic and what that means and how it has evolved in my journey. And I know through the sharing of this, you're going to have some of your synapses firing. You're going to have some connections lighting up and you're probably going to see, in fact, I almost guarantee you're going to see an area of your life right now that you could use this practical magic concept for, which is going to be the anchoring force for all of our musings, for all of our podcast episodes. Um, and you'll see how that becomes a theme in working with quote unquote magic in that way, working with the energies of the universe in the the way that we're meant to in this incarnation as humans on earth, right? Which is the practical, which is your grounded earthly actions. It's the really doing things. It's the sending the email, the making the phone call, the booking the plane tickets, right? And the magical, which is the energetic alignment, which is, you know, 
talking to your divine support squad, connecting with your soul, the um, honoring the energy and honoring the divine and the heavenly part of it. And I truly believe that uh, my journey has has led me to this point where I'm teaching this because it has been instrumental in every single turning point. And, you know, when I work with women all over the world, I see it reflected in them that this, it's almost like the yin and the yang, right? This balancing of the practical and magical is, I firmly believe the dance we're meant to do here on this planet during this lifetime. And it is the, in my, you know, in my experience, this has been the quote-unquote secret sauce to truly having a life that lights you up, to having a life that's fulfilling and magical and joyous and to have things coming with ease and flow and abundance, which is what I do believe we're all destined for. And so so let's start, you know, and also to reintroduce all of you guys to me that, you know, are new. Welcome, welcome, welcome newbies. I love that you're listening. And so let's tell the, the the practical magic story. So for those of you who know me from my book, Eat With Intention, or from watching me on ABC's The Taste, or meeting me in whatever way in my earlier career where um, I was focused on being a plant-based chef and sharing about my journey, loving my body through food allergies um, and through um, coming from a, a background of disordered eating, the first way I learned my practical magic was through my body. That was my first awakening. It's the first initiation in the practical magic training. Um, and that's why. So a lot of us have our first initiation through our body. And what that means is that most of us come into this this earth suit of ours, this God pod, I have all sorts of fun names for it, um, feeling a little uncomfortable, not knowing you know, how to take care of it, not knowing if it's our ally or our enemy. And too often, especially women, we find it as our enemy. You know, society puts all this pressure on us to look a certain way, show up a certain way. Um, Early childhood programming makes us super conscious of how our body shows up and what we eat. Um, And I was no exception to that. I was definitely really, really affected by that growing up and struggled with body image and disordered eating since I was five. And it wasn't until when I had my first awakening around my body, my first initiation, that I really was able to unlock the practical magic of this body. And so the, the practical magic around your body, the unlocking and the initiation happens when we transform from seeing our body as an opponent, seeing our body as something we have to change, seeing our body as something that's frustrating that maybe we don't know how to deal with or how to eat for. Um... And seeing it as a divine tool for connection to our deepest wisdom. Our body is actually here to transmit intuitive messages. Our body is here to be our GPS system for this planet, for this life. You know, we come in as souls and we we take our earth bodies, right? And think of them. They're like our little cars with its own GPS system for this life. And so for me, when I was going through um, a very severe allergic reaction, having lots of physical health struggles when I was in college, and finally got to the point where I had to surrender to my body, where I was laying on my bed, crying, hands on my heart, hands on my navel, 
just talking to my body. And this wasn't because I read in any book or I heard on any podcast or anyone ever told me to talk to my body. It was just a natural instinct out of desperation, out of, you know, having gone to a ton of doctors, done all the tests, not knowing what to do next. I resorted to just going straight to the source. And I did not expect, you know, much of it. I just, I was desperate. And when I started talking to my body, I just let it rip. I literally just said, like, I'm so sorry for all the things I've done, for how much I've hated you, for all the torture I've put you through. I felt that I was being punished or that my body was being punished for what I had done and how I had treated it and how I had thought of it. And so allowing myself to to clear that up and then to, again, um, approach it with the willingness, right? The, the willingness, which is a really key theme that you'll um, notice around uh, asking for miracles and, and even in magic is this willingness to see things differently, this willingness to be able to see the bigger vision when you can't right now. And there was this willingness. I was like, I'm willing to, to try to love you. I'm willing to try to figure this out. I want to genuinely, I want to nourish you and take care of you, right? So it was like the acceptance of perhaps what I had done and and this and the willingness the showing up for what i really desired in my heart moving forward and that's when i was able to start listening to the intuitive cues of my body and at that time if you would have asked me i don't know if i would have described it as that i just got this feeling inside and i was like ah oh, you know what i need to go to the library i need to read a bunch of books on food allergies and when i went to the library and i was reading the books on food allergies all of a sudden i got excited i felt more hopeful than i had been in months and I got the idea to, okay, well, I'm going to do this elimination diet. I'm going to eliminate the top eight allergens. I'm going to, you know, learn how to cook the, the healthy things that I can still eat. And there's the practical magic right there. Just like pause, screenshot that it was one, the having the willingness to ask for help, to talk to my body to go inside, to go within for the answers. And unfortunately, like for me and for so many people, I went to myself only because I had exhausted all other options. The only option was to ask myself, right? And then, so that was the magical part. The magical part was me actually going within, me actually going directly to the source, to my soul, to my body's wisdom, to my intuition, and and making that plea, to, you know, making that amends for perhaps what I feel like I did wrong and then for bringing in the willingness, right, to do things differently, to shift. Um, and then the, the practical part of it was the actually going to the library, was the actually going food shopping and cleaning out my cabinets of the things I could no longer eat and learning simple recipes for the new foods that I was going to be eating on a regular basis. And through that practical magic, I was able to heal my body and 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 so much more for those of you who know that journey. But right now, I just, you know, I don't want to make this a seven-hour podcast. <laughs> I want to just show you the different ways the practical magic comes into place. So that was the practical magic of the body and that awakening and that opening of that door, the initiation into a relationship with my body where I, you know, I'm not going to sit here and, and BS you and say that I don't have days where I feel bloated or I don't, you know, that I don't feel like a, you know, a super sexy model or whatever in my body. Totally. But I have a deep love and profound respect for my body 
first and foremost, and that anchors me. And that helps me consistently make healthy decisions and, you know, not go into the disordered eating or the fad diet or the overexercising or all the different ways I used to hurt myself. Um, it helps me, you know, ask myself, okay, what do you need? How can I, how can I treat you better right now? How can I make you feel better? You know? Um, and, and that is, is true magic, the way the relationship was transformed and how now my body is actually, and my body's wisdom is a superpower for me. Um, and so the, the second one is the spiritual, um, the, the spiritual awakening and the joy awakening, which I'll call it. It's when I first came into my meditation practice and the spiritual practice and the practical magic around that was it once again, being on that. I call it the eat, pray, love, the bathroom floor moment where we've all had them, where we literally feel like we're hitting rock bottom. Something happened in our life and we literally do not know where to move forward. And I think most of you guys that are listening to this at this point have probably had this moment. And it's different for all of us and it's different extremes and different situations, but it's this feeling of, I literally do not know how to go on. I do not believe that life up until this point prepared me for how to take this next step. And for me, as many of you who who have who follow me and know me and have read my book, know that was with my little brother's diagnosis. Um, and and when he got his autoimmune disease diagnosis, and I read, you know, the life expectancy and and the more gruesome effects of his disease. And I always have to give the side note, he is stable and wonderful and thriving um, right now. Thank you, God. Um, but, you know, at this time, and, you know, it's still not gone. It's a terminal condition. Um, I saw some really scary life expectancy numbers and some really scary things that were about to happen to his body. And I crumbled. I just crumbled like, you know, uh, like a building, like falling to dust. And I, you know, I lay there in the corner of my living room in New York at the time and just sobbed uncontrollably, not wanting to wake up the next day, not wanting to go on, not understanding how someone could function in the world and be a productive individual knowing that someone that they love so deeply was going through this. And I know that there are so many people in the world today that that understand what that feels like, that are people that they love that have been touched by terminal conditions that maybe have passed um, or living with them right now that know exactly what that feeling was that I was experiencing that night. Um, and for those of you who don't, I pray you never do. Um, then, but that moment, again, brought me to that deep surrender. I had to get to that place of deep surrender. So once again, and this time I was in the, the bathroom floor. I was um, actually taking a shower and I had gone into child's position in the shower, just crying and, and I started talking to God. And, you know, I was raised Catholic. And so, you know, I was familiar with prayer. I was familiar with, you know, God, Jesus. I had gone through all that. But I wasn't, you know, since college, I hadn't really had an active spiritual practice or religious practice or anything like that. And so it wasn't like a usual thing for me to just be talking to God. Just like, you know, in my body initiation, it wasn't a normal thing for me to be talking to my body. In fact, I had never really tried to talk to my body except to say mean things to it before. Before. And so here I was, and you know, in this middle of this spiritual initiation, talking to God, 
telling him I didn't know what to do, saying that, you know, why couldn't it be me instead of my brother, you know, all the things that go through your head and really asking him for guidance saying, I do not know. I remember myself repeating it over and over and over again. I do not know how to function. I do not know how to live. I don't know how to wake up tomorrow and go about my life and be uh, a normal human being with this information that I have now. I don't know how to watch this happen to my brother. And in that moment, you know, I, I just kept on crying. I just kept on talking. And eventually I heard, you know, go to bed. We'll figure it out in the morning. And it was probably 6 a.m. at that point. And I went to bed drenched. And I remember waking up. And the first thing I thought when I woke up, first thing that came to my consciousness was I have to meditate. And I had not, you know, I had meditated in yoga class and savasana, you know, at the end of the class, I had been in a couple like more spiritual acting classes that had had us do some exercises, but I had nothing close to a meditation practice or any idea of really even how to start a meditation practice. So I went on YouTube and I looked up guided meditations and that was how my meditation journey started. I, that day, pretty much stayed inside and all I did was try different meditations on YouTube. And I went from meditations to different spiritual videos on YouTube, which is why to this day, um, things like YouTube and podcasts are so important to me and so important um, as a way I share as much free content as possible in the world because that was the stuff that shifted my life. It was, you know, watching, listening to Marianne Williamson, um, recordings that I, you know, that were free um, on YouTube or that I paid maybe, you know, five, ten dollars for on iTunes. Um, it was, you know, seeing different um, preachers talk and listening to Wayne Dyer. I remember watching, you know, finding Wayne Dyer on YouTube and watching this special of his. I was introduced to all of these amazing spiritual leaders, you know, Deepak, Eckhart Tolle, um, through through just diving into the internet and showing up for it. And I, so I started, I, I, I tried the whole spectrum of different meditations and I committed to doing that every day. It was my life strategy. It was how it was, how I could function. And for, you know, some of these meditations, I didn't know what was going on. I wasn't sure if it was doing anything. And for other ones, it was like I had this profound sense of peace. It was like for that moment, all was right in the world and I could be at peace, which was something I couldn't, I couldn't wrap my head around with everything that was going on in my life. And that was, that was the tip of the iceberg. And, and once again, the, you know, the, the magical part of that was the surrender, the realizing that moment where life brings you to your knees or you bring yourself to your knees, depending on the situation, where you really realize that you don't know how to move forward and you need higher assistance and you welcome it in and you take that leap and you talk to God, or you talk to source, or you talk to your 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 grandpa who passed away, or you, you know, talk to your ancestors or, or whoever, you know, you talk to someone uh, the universe, right? You talk to someone in the spirit realm and you make that connection. You talk to your own inner wisdom, your soul, right? We reach out for that deeper spiritual connection through a space of surrender, through a realization that we don't know the path forward, that in fact we need more assistance to move on. And, and that is the spiritual initiation, right? Where we find our spiritual path, where we call in our spiritual guides, um, both in the physical form, right? People like Marianne Williamson, for instance, and Wayne Dyer and Louise Hay, 
that we call into our lives that end up showing up in our consciousness that end up showing up, you know, in the Barnes and Noble, when we go to Barnes and Noble, that end up showing up on our YouTube feed or, you know, through a podcast interview we listen to and start going through it, right? And then the practical part of it that I also really showed up for was saying yes, was not, you know, was not the next morning when I heard meditate saying, ah, I don't know how to meditate. I don't even know where to start. It was saying, okay, what am I going to do? Let me Google it. Let me, you know, and then it wasn't like, oh, well, there's some YouTube meditations, but I bet that's not good enough or maybe that's not real meditation, right? I just did it. I showed up for the earthly action. I got to work. I got my hands dirty. I tried a bunch of meditations. And yeah, that even led to me, you know, taking Buddhist meditation classes. It led to me finding different yoga, um, different meditation schools, Vedic meditation it led to me like finding A Course in Miracles, learning about the law of attraction. Uh, it, it opened a gateway, right? Simply because I was willing to move my feet and move my hands. I was willing to make some some even minor investments in the time and in, in classes and in, in mentors and books and lectures, right? Um, in time. I was willing to give it my time. I was willing to show up for it. I was committed because, because I knew that this is what I needed. I knew that this was the the next step. This was the initiation I was going through. So that's the practical magic of that moment. Um, the next practical magic moment, and I hope as I'm 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 sharing this, I'm sharing this one, of course, because I want you to get to know me. For all of you guys who are new, or this is the first episode you're listening to, I want you to hear a little bit about my story. But also because I know so many of you are going to see your stories in my story, are going to remember times where you were in these positions, or maybe you're in this position right now, and and it can bring you some peace in your heart, and it can give you some trust and say, okay, let me let me start, you know. Um, surrendering and being willing and 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 starting this dialogue and then moving my feet, moving my hands and showing up and doing the earthly work to complete this practical magic initiation that you might be moving through right now. The next one that I moved through was around my mind. So this is, you know, many years later and my business is going and very successfully and I noticed that I was constantly living in this state of overwhelm and exhaustion. I was always overwhelmed and I was always exhausted. I remember I was at this really fancy party in LA um, with a bunch of successful people in my field, colleagues of mine, and we're all chatting about our latest stuff that's going on. And I noticed myself, conversation after conversation, when people asked me how I was, that I was saying, oh my God, you know, it's really good. I have so much going on right now. I can barely catch my breath. I'm feeling really overwhelmed, but I know that, you know, it's a really happy problem, right? So I was trying to put my positive spin on it, but as I heard myself, I was like, oh my God, how uninspiring is that? You're meeting these people, some of them for the first time, some of them not, but still they look up to you um, as someone that is living a balanced life, as someone that is living her most magical life. And you are waving your wand and and just reaffirming the story of overwhelm and and exhaustion, which is not a, a happy life, right? And I really got honest with myself about how many times during the day I let the words overwhelmed, I'm overwhelmed or I'm exhausted, go through my mind. Actually, through the guidance of a mentor I was speaking with at that time, um, did a whole log of all the thoughts that were going on in my mind. And I did it like in my phone notes section. And I realized that 
it was it was insane. It was insane the percentage of my thoughts. I want to say it was close to 70% or something, but it, I don't know if it was that high, but it was very, very high. I was shocked <laughs> um, that were going on in my mind that were affirming I am exhausted and I am overwhelmed. And it would be different iterations of it being like, oh, I have so much to do. I'm never going to be able to get this done. I would be like, when can I take a nap? I wonder if I can go to bed early tonight. Oh, no, I have to wake up early. Like all these things around having too much on my plate and being exhausted. Mind you, this was also probably the time where I paused the Lightmaker podcast because <laughs> I was working on it and that was part of the practical of it, right? So the the practical part of that initiation, that mind initiation, was really looking at it, okay, is there any genuine truth to these stories, right? So I, I wrote out both stories. I'm overwhelmed. I'm exhausted. And and I asked myself, okay, how could I find out if there's any truth to this story? So with the exhausted one, that was a little bit more cut clear. Um, am I getting eight hours of sleep a night, right? Am I getting seven to eight hours of sleep a night? That's what I need to be well rested. Um uh, I need to get seven to eight hours of sleep most nights. You know, if I get six one night, not a big deal. But so I asked myself that question and then I started checking my sleep. So I was like, oh, wow, actually I am getting between six and eight hours of sleep every night. It's not like I'm, you know, functioning on four hours of sleep or something subpar for my body. Um, so that completely debunks this exhausted, right? So every time that I, the thought came up that I was like, oh, I'm exhausted, um, I would say, I got, you know, actually, I'm not exhausted. I got a great night's sleep last night. I slept seven hours or whatever, whatever the truth was. I would replace it with the truth. So that was the practical part of the magic. And and then the magic was, was again, was calling in that energy so that I was bringing a level, a higher level of consciousness around my thoughts on a day-to-day basis so that I was actually catching myself when that thought pattern came up so I could flip it. And then secondly, with the I'm overwhelmed. I looked, okay, did an inventory of what's on my plate right now. What are the projects I have going on? You know, what are the income streams I have going on? What, you know, and I put out how much demands on my time is everyone. And I was like, is this too much? And at that point, I really did look at it and it honestly was too much. It was, I had way more going on than was physically reasonable to get done every week. And so I had to take, uh, again, the practical magic approach of really looking at it. And the practical approach was, okay, I need to eliminate some stuff. Um, And also thinking, okay, you know, what is the, you know, what are the most important things to my business and what is a little bit more expendable? And the magical part of it was sitting with each component as I went through and saying, what feels most aligned to me? What feels most expansive to me? So I was like, okay, well, if doing, if writing this book feels most expansive to me, then that's a non-negotiable. If working with clients is most expansive to me, then that's a non-negotiable, right? If this is not feeling that expansive to me right now, then we can, we can pause that. We can put that on the side. Um, And so once again, then bringing that back into the mind initiation, which was like when that overwhelm thing came on, I decided that actually I'm in control and I have plenty of time to get done what I've chosen to do today. And so that was just a a change of the mind initiation. And we have a whole, uh, like the second initiation in practical magic is the mind initiation. And the third one is actually the spiritual, which I always talked about. And all of these initiations, I'm sharing them with you because I really think they, 
help you see how this theme of practical magic interweaves its way into all of our lives and how by utilizing it, we can really shift the way we flow through life and we can flow with more ease and grace and abundance. Um, you know, um, just to, to riff on another one, why not while we're at it? <laughs> I feel like this episode is such a compilation episode and I hope that you guys let me know. I'm happy to expand upon any of these stories and I'm sure I will in future episodes go deeper into them. Um, but definitely let me know the ones you want to hear even more on. A few other ones that I wrote down that I wanted to share with you. One is around money. I know that this is a hot topic for all of us, right? Is um, is finances and what was the practical magic awakening around money? Well, mine was pretty interesting. Um, my my first initiation around money was when I was first starting to make money and my business was doing really well, things I was making more money than ever before and I really wanted to heal my money stuff. I still had such weird energy around money and um, many of you guys might even be able to relate to having this or having moved, moved through this at one point in your journey where even though I was getting money and I was getting checks and I was, you know, having, I was paying rent, everything was fine. There was still this sense of anxiety around money. It was always like, is the check going to come on time? Or let me save this. I don't want to spend too much money because what if uh, I don't make any more money? There was just like so much energy in a, in a not great way around money. It's kind of like if, you ever, if you're like insecure when you date someone and there's like you can't even enjoy it because even if it's going well, you can't enjoy it because you just have this fear that like at any time the, the shoe's going to drop and they're going to leave. Well, a lot of us can have that energy around money. I did at that point in my life. And I wanted to shift it. So once again, the practical magic of that, the magic was actually getting clear, one, on that I had a, a, a not-so-hot relationship with money. Two, being willing, uh, once again, the, the key factor of being willing, surrendering the fact that there is a better way than what I'm doing right now, right? And I don't know how and I need some guidance. So I was guided, um, I distinctly remember I made a, I was meditating on this and then I brought it up to my angels at the time and I was guided to the Barnes and Noble in Union Square and I was looking for a book and I was like, what book am I looking to? And I see, I like literally spend like 10 minutes there and I'm like, it's not, it's not, it's not. I see this tiny little book in the, in the self-help section, this tiny little green book. And of course, you know, green, like this bright Kelly green caught my eye. I was thinking about money and stuff pick it up. It's like this square little book and it's called Angels of Abundance. And I giggled to myself and I'm like, all right, this is exactly what I want. I want to work with Angels of Abundance. So I read the book. One of the first exercises was to talk to my money. So I get out my dollar bill. And so like the practical part was, was listening, right? It was actually going to the Barnes and Noble, getting the book, doing the exercises in the book, right? Doing it, showing up for it. That's like you're a human on earth doing it. You, you know, um, and I looked at my money and I talked to it and I was like, how do I treat you? And money was like, oh my God, you treat me like an abusive boyfriend. Like, like, I, like I'm horrible for you. Like you, you can't trust me. You can't receive me. Like you can't have fun with me. And I was like, oh my God. You know, as soon as I allowed myself to tap into that, as soon as I opened myself up to hear that, I realized how true that was. And then I asked myself, what's the relationship I want to have with my money? And it was, again, very clear. I was like, well, I want to feel like my money supports me. I want to feel like my money makes my life better, right? I want to be able to tap into how money provides for me. 
and how it's actually an ally in helping me live my best life. And once I had that intention and that was my my call, I decided to start seeing things that way, right? And so one, that's a little bit of the magical where I'm setting that intention, I'm putting that out there. And then it's also, again, bringing my earth stuff around with that too and allowing myself to see through those lens. And I remember, you know, not even a couple days later, I was really not feeling well, um, had a really bad sinus infection and I always try to wait to take any medicine to the last possible moment, try to heal it on my own. And it was about 1230. I couldn't sleep in the, in the middle of the night. And I was just like in so much pain and discomfort. And I was like, I need to go to, you know, Dwayne Reed and, and get, you know, my homeopathic or whatever um, sinus stuff finally and, and some tissues and some tea. And I just need to get some stuff and, and try to ease my suffering at this moment (laughs) and I go and I remember going to the cash register and it all ended up being like 50 bucks and and for a lot of my life I had a lot of energy around not wanting to spend um even 50 dollars at something like a Dwayne Reed or a drugstore I always felt like that was kind of like a waste of money if I was going to spend 50 dollars or a hundred dollars you know I wanted to at least spend it on something nice. I hated to spend that on, you know, tissues and lozenges and um, medicine. Anyway, so this time it was different though. This time when they rang it up and I proudly put my debit card in the little thing, I said to myself, thank you, money. Thank you, money, for taking care of me this late night where I'm not feeling good. You're really coming through for me. You're really providing for me. And that was a a complete pivotal changing point in my relationship with money and how I looked at money. And and it completely started shifting after that. The way I engaged with money and the energy I had around money was different. And so these are just everyday initiations, right, that we have that, that just require our willingness, our willingness to show up, our willingness to both realign our energy in whatever area it is. And look at the practical action steps. You know, I also, around doing the energetic realignment with money, and I know that this will be a complete podcast episode where I can talk about this stuff for an hour, of course, but um, look at the practical stuff of it, right? Like, am I making sure my invoices have due dates? Am I making sure that I am, you know, cashing my checks as soon as they come in? Am I making sure that I'm you know, planning accordingly for my expenses, right? Am I doing the practical stuff with it? And that, you can really think about that for every area of your life is where am I, you know, again, just to to bring it home with this practical magical formula, where am I, you know, where, where am I needing a shift, right? Where am I needing a change? And then asking yourself, okay, where is the energetic alignment that needs to change here? Where is the shift? Where is the surrendering that needs to happen and the opening to see something differently? Well, which, of course, the miracles would define as a miracle. Um, or the, the, the getting back into alignment with it. And then where's the practical stuff? What are the real action steps I have to take? Which I often advise doing after the alignment, right? Because then we have clear intuitive guidance as to what the practical action steps are. Oh man, guys, thank you. Thank you for being with me for this. It's been almost an hour now. And I know it's been a 
a long episode and a lot of information coming at you, but I really just wanted you to really drive this concept of practical magic that's the foundation of not only my incredible six-month Wonder Woman training, um, but this Practical Magic Musings podcast, which will be a little bit more about um, my life and my adventures and, of course, how you can use um, these tools as well. And um, just some closing notes. One, if you're interested in this, I do have a Practical Magic 101 workshop. It's an hour long, I think it's an hour, an hour and a half long workshop that you can get for free right now um, by going to the link in my bio on Instagram or going to the show notes. You can click on the link there. It's The website is the practicalmagictraining.com slash workshop and you can just um, get that in and you can dive deeper into this concept with me in that. And um, also I have a spiritual community called Appreciate, which on a weekly basis I share spiritual workshops um, where you can constantly be flexing these muscles and, and tuning back into your intuition. Um, of course, my practical magic training um enrolls um once a year every six months depending so um if you're interested in that you can always email us to get on the wait list for the next round of enrollment and lastly but certainly not leastly um please 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 if you love this podcast if you want me to continue it if you're invigorated by the ideas i shared today please leave us a five-star review on iTunes. Please subscribe to the YouTube channel. Um, Show that support. It really does go a long way in not only allowing me to know that um, you guys are enjoying this content and you want more of it, but also to share this information with other people that would be interested in this and spread the word about Practical Magic. Um, I love you all very much, and I will see you next week.